0: On August 14th, a report of sexual abuse and its cover-up within the Catholic Church in Pennsylvania was released. The report detailed some 900 cases of sexual abuse within the church perpetrated by 300 priests. Since then, the number has surpassed 1,000, which some claim is a massive undercount. But that announcement brings even more weight to the breadth of abuse and secrecy within the church. I'm here with Aaron Broussard, president of the Ithaca College Catholic community and a student here at the college, to help shed more information and perspective. So, Aaron, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: I'm Aaron, um, and I'd like to start this interview by saying that the opinions that I'm about to express are no one's but my own, and I do not reflect the opinions of uh, the Ithaca College Catholic community or Catholics at large.
0: Okay, well, thank you. Um, Aaron, when you heard the report in August, did that surprise you?
1: Yeah, it did. Um, I think it surprised a lot of people. Um, It was kind of more than I expected. Um, The numbers that you just said, like 300 priests, thousands of cases and victims, and um, it was shocking and it was really upsetting. Um, I mean, it's been known for a long time that these cases have been going on and it's been under investigation, but I think no one really expected um the numbers to be that large so yeah it was very upsetting and i was really shocked
0: um what's your relationship to faith or your faith if i can ask that
1: yeah um i guess i consider myself practicing devout um i go to church every sunday and i'm very um, active in the catholic community um and uh i'm on like the leadership team and so I find um, a lot of comfort in the community that's here um, at Ithaca, and I think I'm probably more active in that organization than anything else on campus, Um, and it's allowed me to grow a lot in my faith. Um, So, yeah.
0: And so, where are you from?
1: I'm from Poughkeepsie, New York, Mm -hmm. um, which is three and a half hours uh, outside of Ithaca.
0: So, Mm -hmm. three and a half hours, and about what, like? How far is that away from New York City?
1: New York City, it's about two hours away. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And so there have also been allegation cases in those spaces. Um, And, of course, they're popping up everywhere Mm -hmm. um, all across the world. Mm -hmm. With that knowledge, has that shifted or changed your relationship to the church?
1: Yeah. I mean, I would say, um, personally, I've always been... I guess the word would be wary um, of the institution um, of the church because there have been allegations going on for a long time. I remember about hearing about it um, even when I was as young as in elementary school, like there were these conversations going on about, you know, um, misconduct by priests. Mm -hmm. And so I would say that this particular instance, um, these 300 in Pennsylvania, and of course, the other allegations that you just mentioned. um, I don't know if it's necessarily changed it, because it has been something that's been in the back of my mind for a while. And that I think um, a lot of people know is that this has been an ongoing thing for quite some time. Um, But that said, the situation does, I guess, change things um, because of the cover up that obviously is going on as well because that's even more upsetting and it adds to it more that it wasn't just these terrible isolated acts, but it was also this huge cover-up that was going on. Um, so yeah, I would say it's, it's, it can be hard to trust.
0: Um, you bring up the cover-up and that, that's the most, I think, um, remarkable Part of this entire story yeah. is the breadth of the cover-up, how deep it's gone, how far, wide it's gone, and how much of a cover-up it's been. I think, as you were saying, it's been known for years. I think, growing up, even I heard rumors. I grew up in my town, and I went to a Catholic um, high school for a period mm-hmm. of time, and there were always like rumors or what is it like, um, like tall tales about things that might be happening, yeah. and They were nothing more than that, but it always felt like, but what if they were? That would be so, at that time, I would think creepy. Um, And I think in the incident or to have experienced it, scary. Um, But the cover-up is uh, most remarkable because... Priests were not removed from their priesthood; they kept practicing, and in other cases, they were even elevated to higher positions. Mm-hmm. Um, people becoming cardinals of the church um, in order to keep them, you know, silent, mm-hmm. uh, keep others silent, and uh, not informing the uh, authorities. N- you know, not informing the police, um, and to prevent scandal and to prevent people from turning away from the church. But in that regard, they're also lying to the practitioners of their church. Um, Do you feel lied to?
1: Yeah, I guess in a way, it's kind of hard not to feel lied to because um, theologically, like we all consider ourselves part of one body. So Mm -hmm. if you're lying to one person, then you're lying to everyone essentially. Um, Because I mean, despite the fact that I might be here um, as part of a church in New York or someone part of the Catholic church in California or in, you know, I don't know, anywhere in the world, we're all part of one body. So, and we're all, we all consider ourselves brothers and sisters um, in Christ. So I think that can be definitely something hard to grapple with is that um, even though I might not have been personally affected, I don't know anyone um, who, was a victim of abuse or, and I don't know any priests who, or I don't know that I know of any priests, um, who, um, committed those crimes. Um, but it's hard not to feel connected to it when it is, you are like -hmm. part of that one body. Um, so I guess in a way the answer would be, yes, I do feel like I was lied to, um, as being part of a community, um, That's undergoing like this hard time.
0: So here on Ithaca's campus, there was a letter released Mm -hmm. at um, like two days after the report about uh, the Pennsylvania case. Mm -hmm. And the letter basically described the Ithaca College community recognizing the scandal that was occurring, um, calling it for what it was, a a cover up and offering support. Um, What do you think about that?
1: What do I think about... The letter. The letter. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, I didn't have any part in writing the letter. Um, That was written by campus ministers from Cornell Mm -hmm. and Ithaca College. Um, But I think it's necessary um, to be open at this point um, about the abuse, about the misconduct, about everything. Um, So I think it was necessary. um, And I think that it was... Uh, well written. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think being open at this point is really the first step in a healing process of any kind, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Some people are calling it a culture of cover up in a system of abuse and just tagging the Catholic Church with that line. And th- recently, uh, I think, it, yeah, very recently, even Pope Francis didn't escape that Culture. He's supposed to have been the changing voice of the church, the most, the very necessary um, change in the direction of the church. And even he is being said to have been covering up uh, McCarrick's indiscretions or not indiscretions, but his abuse when he was inactive priesthood. What do you think of Pope Francis?
1: Um, well, I would say in this situation that you've just described. I was disappointed um, by that just because I think that every allegation has to be taken seriously, even if it's something that we don't want to believe. And I think that a lot of people who really were behind Pope Francis um, and the kind of progressive thinking that he was bringing into the church, they don't want to believe that these allegations were true. because they align so much with his ideology, but I would I would say that every allegation has to be taken seriously, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I would say that I was disappointed with his response um, to that.
0: But he chose not he chose to say, "I will not dignify that right. question with the response," and basically giving no response at all, or choosing not to acknowledge the potential of it right. it, everyone else in the great space yeah. to figure you know, figure out for themselves. And he even says that in the rest of his response. I'll leave that to you to decide. Exactly.
1: But he said, decide with your own intellect yes. what you believe. And that was almost just like a little patronizing, which I thought was very upsetting because it's almost like he's calling you out before you've even read it. Like, mm-hmm. well, you can decide with your own intellect like what you think is right. Mm-hmm. And I was very surprised by that because um, that just seemed – kind of out of character thus far for what he's been showing us since he he's become pope so yeah I was definitely disappointed with that um I guess what I would have liked to see was him say that this is going to be looked into and that it's going to be taken seriously like every other case um but that's not what he said (laughs) which is unfortunate um yeah
0: he even says to trust him um and or our relationship to believing the allegation mm-hmm. is a matter of trust. And a lot of people are still now struggling even more to trust the church. Is it possible? If one person, do you think it's possible to gain a trust of the church after your trust is, you know, been, you know, completely diminished?
1: Yeah, I. Um... well over the summer i was actually um i was at mass after the report had come out and i heard this priest kind of describing it as um running back into a burning building which Mm -hmm. i thought was interesting um and i think that if you have the strength and the wherewithal to do that i definitely commend that and i think it's still really hard to even think about doing that to think about trying to re-explore that trust and rebuild it up um But I also wouldn't be able to blame someone if they said that they couldn't Um, because it is just such a dark, atrocious thing that's happened to children, no Mm -hmm. less. Um, So, yeah, I'm in the process. Personally, I'm in the process of re-exploring that and kind of going on that journey of deciding how and when i trust the church Mm -hmm. but yeah like i said i don't i don't really blame people who don't want to go on that journey and don't want to run back into the burning building because it's on fire (laughs) Mm -hmm. so
0: and that makes sense i think that's why some people especially people who are gay and catholic have gotten so much flack for trying to be members of the church after having after the church having had a history of rejecting them and uh The same might even be said for victims of this abuse, um, because when a victim would usually speak out against it um, Mm -hmm. or about it, they would not only have their story shut down, but then they would be rebuked by the church for even bringing up such a topic. Mm -hmm. Um, So with the victims being turned away for speaking up, do you think that they're recently, with a lot of change, the Me Too movement, do you think there's being enough done to take care of the victim's voice in this subject? I ask this because the Me Too movement hasn't actually addressed this topic itself. Mm -hmm. It's been actually percolating percolating about whether or not the reckoning would come when the Mm -hmm. movement addresses the Catholic church. Yeah. And with the victims and the perpetrators and the church, all being the ones to try and figure out for themselves.
1: Right. So is your question that like, is the Catholic church making space for the victims? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily know if I can, I can speak to that. I don't know if I really know enough about what is being done in that regard. Um, I do know that on a personal basis, I think that priests are opening themselves up to um, victims or anyone who has been affected any way to talk. Um, and I don't really, I don't really know if that's your question. Um, I think there is support being offered, like on a parish mm-hmm. level, but on a larger level, I really don't know. So I don't really know if I can speak to that. Um, if I know if there's enough being done, I don't know of anything right now Mm -hmm. but what about
0: people who might say why would someone especially someone who's experienced some sort of abuse go to the catholic church to seek any help and this means like abuse in any kind of case abuse at home now people may not feel that they can turn to the catholic church um, for support um, or abuse in relationships Um, the catholic church is kind of in a place where they can't necessarily offer that kind of support
1: yeah, I think that's definitely a valid criticism, um, and I would understand um, if someone didn't feel safe going um, to, the, to the Catholic Church to seek any kind of support. Um, I would say that if they were seeking support on campus and they didn't feel comfortable coming to the Catholic community or the chaplains or any resources that we have um, in search of support that they could be directed hopefully somewhere else where if they needed help then they could get it Um, but yeah I think that's definitely a valid criticism that if they're seeking support for a case of abuse they wouldn't feel comfortable going to this organization that's just caught up in this whirlwind of scandal about abuse so
0: Um, and on an in the same lane of what we were speaking about before rebuilding the church. So the church has a PR nightmare on its hands. And uh, what the church will look like in the future is really up in the air. Uh, Conservative Catholics have their one view of what they want the church to look like. And it very much resembles what it looked like in the past – without the um, either recognition or without the presence of these uh, this abuse that plagued the church for so long and then um, it seems like I don't know how to progressive uh, Catholics want to see a a complete reform they want to see a different church a transparent church Um, what do you think of what kind of church do you want to see
1: wow that's a question (laughs) um Yeah. I would like to see a church where it's possible to have conversations. um, Mm -hmm. Because I think even those terms like conservative Catholics and then progressive Catholics, or I guess maybe even like left wing Catholics, you might call them. um, It's just hard because I think also a lot of people don't really want to acknowledge that those separations exist because they want to keep politics out of religion. But I would say that those, those boundaries do exist and that it's not necessarily political, but just more even ideological or theological that there are people who are more conservative and they don't really want to see a lot of change um, because the Catholic Church believes that they transcend time and that they shouldn't be changing with times and then You have people who are more like, no, we do need to change with the times and we need to be acknowledging these things that are happening and these changes that are happening and bringing people in as opposed to shutting people out. So I think that is, that's a hard question just because I think that those separations make it hard for conversations to happen Um, because people become so set in these ideas that they have, whether they be conservative or progressive. Um, that it makes it hard to have conversations even about things that should be so clear cut, like this, like this abuse scandal. It should be clear cut that we need repercussions, we need, we need answers. We uh, so many people just want the truth at this point. Like mm-hmm. what happened, what is going on, what's being done about it, and what a lot kind of it. What
0: kind of repercussions just... should they there be, though? Because that's the big question: the repercussion there were repercussions and the repercussions were a higher position in the priesthood (laughs) and being (laughs) sheltered away or being asked to remove yourself because of your age or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually a good question too. Um, I would say personally, I believe that they should be criminal repercussions (laughs) just like anyone who commits a crime. It doesn't matter if you're a priest or not, you're also still a citizen. Mm -hmm. Um, And anyone who would commit that crime would be able to expect jail time like uh you know that kind of label forever like a a label of a a pedophile Mm -hmm. um i think also that i mean this is also something that's controversial because it's sort of believed that when you are a priest you can't never be a priest again Mm -hmm. because it's um what's called like an indelible sacrament um but i would say that i don't it's hard because, like, again, these are just my opinions, but um, I would say that people should be stripped of their priesthoods as well. Because if you were ordained in this state of mind with these malintentions, I don't even know if I would believe that those people were ordained in the first place. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a collar. Um, so
0: that's where I think there's these two arguments uh, from what you would, I guess, the left wing and the right wing. Mm-hmm parts of the catholic church um lack of conversation people have often tried to bring up conversation about the chastity vow Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: some people feel that maybe it's just this vow that people cannot keep and that's creating this you know criminal behavior um and other people believe that it is a perversion within the church the church has not managed to be able to filter out um, pedophiles Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, uh, people with, you know, urges that they cannot control quote unquote or, uh, homosexuality, even some conservative priests believe that it's the presence of all these people in the church that is creating this malady.
1: Yeah. I would say that that last one is really hard to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. And I, I, Obviously, I don't agree with that. Um, and I actually have never heard that before, but I don't – I'm not saying that it's people haven't said that, but that's really unfortunate that some people believe that. But um, I would say that I guess in response to, like, what the root of the issue is, I think that's really hard to know. Um, I would think that – I guess people who have these urges do kind of seek out environments where it's easier to, I guess, get away with it, in quotes, um, which is unfortunate, obviously. So I guess they would seek out environments where they would be working with children, and that's, that's often um, in a church. You often are working with children and families and things of that nature. Um, but I honestly can't really... I don't know a lot of the psychology behind these things. And so I don't really know if I could speak to what the root of the issue is. Mm -hmm. I do think that those um, theories that you presented are definitely interesting to think about and kind of consider when you're thinking about it. But um, I would say that, yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts on that. But I would just say, I guess, more like, what do we do now (laughs) that Mm -hmm. this is happening and... Um,
0: well to fix the problem there right. will have to be a lot of questions about the chastity vow oh Some right people yeah maybe can endure the chastity vow who's not able to endure the chastity vow yeah and why is it not something that people can commit themselves to what does that say about human nature or mm-hmm. um, religion and spiritual practice or uh, perversion within the church well what kind of perversion quote unquote would they be speaking of and is that something that we need to uh, really we something we really need to address if it's going to cause such a problem I know that when Pope Francis first said his you know most popular quote um, who am I to judge that caused outrage among some Catholics who thought you are the Pope that's your job <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, And so that may be another, you know, thing is that some people are not prepared to – are people not prepared to see the change in the church. So who is the church changing for?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, even just on the note of, like, who am I to judge, I think anyone who thinks that the pope is in charge of judging people I think has a very – Severe misunderstanding of who is is allowed to judge and who is not allowed to judge. Um, Because really no one is allowed to judge anyone because the Pope is still human. Um, But who is the church changing for? I mean, I think that's an interesting question just because the church is the people. I think a lot of times people think of the church as the Vatican and the pope mm-hmm. um, and a bunch it's of bishops. Led by them. It's, well, yeah, they're it is the led. guides. No, you're right. So. Yeah, and I think it's really easy to think of it in those terms. And they do um they do influence the way that we think. I mean, if you have a certain priest at a certain church, the homilies that he gives or the sermons that he gives um and the way that he interacts with you is probably inevitably going to affect the way that you experience your faith in some way. Um, But in reality, the church is everyone. Um, So I'm the church. um, My friends at the Catholic community are the church. Um, And so I guess to kind of answer that question, it would be we have to kind of change for ourselves, which I guess – you know the famous quote of be the change that you want to see in the world Mm -hmm. um i guess it's kind of it kind of goes along with that in saying that if we are the church then we have to act in ways and speak out in ways that are going to create a church that we want to be a part of Mm -hmm. um and that's not easy. It mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know if I made that sound easy, but it's not.
0: <laughs> no, you, um, you brought it up before. You said that there, uh, you, when you said you did feel lied to, you brought up the church as being a body, mm-hmm. and you felt lied to because it's as if um, what is it the the thing you know the right hand the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing yeah. or, uh, and so that's the case of the church is that there needs to be more transparency mm-hmm. in order for it to become a church that people want to attend again. And I think that's also an accepting church, but also a church that people know the ins and outs of.
1: Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: There is this very clear uh, culture of cover-up and -hmm. system of abuse that the Catholic Church has to overcome. And perhaps transparency is the only way that that secrecy can uh, be overcome
1: yeah yeah i would definitely agree with that and i think that it's really um i guess the word is like it's it's been inspiring to for the past two and a half years to be around um people who are my age and who are also practicing Catholicism but who also question it Mm -hmm. at the same time um, and are very vocal about those questions that they have Um, I don't think that you really get that being around um, people maybe of an older generation who practice Catholicism I think and I think that is also just um, that comes from the way that it's taught Um, you know in your religion classes when you're kind of learning religion you're not really question you're not really um asked to question it a lot um but I think that being around a group of people who are youths but who are also practicing but who are also then trying to understand um and trying to question and trying to make things better is like really it's it's been inspiring so yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for sitting yeah. with me and going through all those thoughts and, you know, choosing to be a little bit reflective <laughs> on the mic. Yeah, um, thank you for making a space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything that you'd last like to say about um, the Catholic Church that I see, the Catholic Church in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Catholic Church that I see, I think I kind of just touched on it a little bit, but um I definitely have found my home away from home there. Um, It's wonderful people and definitely a very inclusive group of people who are really just um, willing to welcome anyone in with open arms. So the Catholic community here at I C is very, very open-minded. I just guess I would want to say that.
0: Well, thank you for listening. Uh, This has been In My Own Words. I'm your host, Glenn Epps. If you're interested in continuing to listen to this or any other podcast offered by The Ithacan, you can hop on over to ithican.org, or you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just type The Ithacan in the search bar and you're set. See you there. The Ithacan would like to remind uh, the public that any victim of sexual abuse by clergy or other church personnel is encouraged to contact civil authorities And to receive help and guidance, students may consult with the counselors from the Center of Counseling and Psychological Services, CAPS, at Ithaca College by calling 607-274-3136 or reach out to the Health Center at 607-274-3177.